Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio. Uh, don't forget our give it uppers. Give it up for Niall. Off the smoke, three weeks. Well, it fell off the wagon once, in fairness. And um, because I fell off, oh, I just because I fell off the wagon. Unfortunately, um, for a lot of people, that seems like a bit of a disappointment. But it wasn't really a disappointment because I'm back on the wagon again. And I want to go to our giver-uppers, uh, Fiona, Geraldine, and, or should I say, say Trish, Luke, and Geraldine. Hi, guys. How are you? Hi, Hi mate. How are you? I, I'm good. Everything okay? Yeah, okay. living the dream. Living the dream. Luke, well, let's go to you first. Uh, so, Luke, what, what's it like for you now? How's the nails? Oh, stunning. Stunning. Right, okay. Are they growing long? Uh, slowly, but surely. Right, okay. And Trish, what about yourself? How are you getting on with the alcohol? I'm getting on absolutely wonderful. Really good, actually. Okay. Um, yeah, fine. <laughs> now, poor old Geraldine, who fell off the wagon once, but we sent her to the Alan Carr people over the weekend to have a long chat during a seminar whereby they said that she would come out with a different attitude. Geraldine, how are you feeling? Brilliant. Yes. How did you get on on Saturday with the Alan Carr people? Um, totally enjoyed it, Niall. Yeah. Very interesting day. Very informative day. Okay. And did, um, did you come out with a different feeling? I came out, yeah, completely different. Yeah. Good. Oh, I, well, I'm glad to hear that. And, okay, now, what we want to do, first of all, is for all three of you, um, we're going to go to an expert because we like to have the odd expert out every now and again. Fiona Brennan is an acclaimed clinical hypnotherapist with uh, a constantly booked out private practice. Um, she's also a TEDx speaker and two times best-selling author. One of her books is called The Positive Habit. And I think uh, some of us may need a little bit of positivity. Um, so let's go to her if we can. Uh, Fiona, hi, how are you? Hello, Niall, how are you? Lovely to talk to you, Fiona. So- you too. Can I just say to all of you, well done. You're doing brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. And Thank I'm you. telling you now, it's going to get better and better. You've no idea. You'll look back and you'll say, how did I ever smoke? How did I ever bite my nails? How did I ever drink too much or whatever that is for you there going on? Like, you, you seriously will look back with, with fresh eyes. Now, Fiona... You know, Geraldine went to Alan Carr on Saturday and Alan Carr, I have to say, they're wonderful people and wonderful for doing this for us as well. And the, the idea of the Alan Carr thing is to give people a positive direction to, as you rightly said, redirect their minds. Because, of course, smoking, like drinking, like biting your nails, they're all habits or psychological habits as well. Now, I don't know what Alan Carr do, but I'm very sure it's very similar to hypnotherapy in the sense that it's the power of suggestion. So when somebody comes into you and says, I have a bad habit, what's your aim? Well, to be honest, I, like, I really need to look at what's going on behind any behavior. So whatever it is, whether it's smoking, whether it's gambling, whether it's social media addiction, anything that's going on, you need to find out the roots of that behavior. What is it serving? And once you find that out, you need to replace it. So in my book, The Positive Habit that you mentioned, I talk about um, the, the science of habits and there's the habit loop. And it's three simple things. It's, the first thing is a trigger. 
The second is the routine or the behavior. And the third, and this is a really important part, is the reward. And the reward is the why. So, for example, let's take smoking, because it is, like you can see there, it's, it's the toughest habit to break in many ways. I smoked myself many years ago. I know what it's like. And essentially, the reward is, for many people, it's like a, a sense of relaxation, a sense of kind of escape, you know, a sense of like, I deserve this in some way, you know, even though we know it's so bad for us. But when you identify those three things, what you need to do, the trigger is going to be there. So, for example, with cigarettes, it could be the trigger is stress, a stressful day at work, for example. Or even it could be something positive, a positive trigger, like at a wedding and everyone's gone out having the crack and you think, I want to go out there and have it too. Yeah. Uh, the, the routine is the smoking, right? And the reward is the feeling of um, less, maybe more relaxed or the bonding with friends or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. So, and, and so, so I was, was going to say that. So yeah. let's take Luke, for example, the, the nail biter. God bless yeah. him. Um, so uh, he's being called Nail Boiling now. That's his new nickname, by the way. Um, so <laughs> what, what's his reward? Well, that's something we'd have to discover. But quite often it's similar in the sense it's probably a sense of relief, releasing tension, releasing stress. What do you think, Luke? You tell us. Um, well, it's a habit I have about 43, 44 years since I was a child. You know, yeah. my, my parents, my uncles, everyone used to bite their nails. So it seemed like it was a competition at the time to have no nails. <laughs> I know it sounds strange, <laughs> no. But in my memories, all I can remember is all my uncles and aunts having no nails. So, so picked, it was kind of, it was the, yeah. the, the cool thing, I think, you know. <laughs> yeah, so there's Far the reward. It. It's like... It's being cool in the family. It's a competition. Well, like, you know, it was just strange. Everybody just nibbled on their nails, you know? <laughs> I've done it. I do it myself, Fiona. I nibble on my own nails every now and again. Yes, yeah, so I'm a nail nibbler. There, yeah. And there's, there's, there's a lot of people who do. And it's important as well to remove any shame, I think, around any of these habits, whether it's biting your nails or, or smoking cigarettes or anything. We've got to be compassionate to ourselves. We've got to be kind to ourselves of why we're yes. doing it. And that makes a yeah. big difference. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm just curious now, Trish, when you're drinking your wine, what, what, it's just to relax, isn't it? I mean, by the way, can I just point out, Fiona, Trish is not now, you know, consuming gallons of wine or anything like yes, that. Yeah. She just wants to kick yeah. the habit of, of knowing that she just does it every night. But when you're drinking your wine, Trish, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I, do you get relaxation out of it or what is it that you get when from you it? When you were, Nyland, when she was. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I do. I get, I feel like get relaxation out out of it. Yeah. So that's the reward. But I'm. So I'm my fear is now at the end of the month, my re, my reward will be opening a bottle of Moet. <laughs> mm. Okay, but what do you know? What's really good here to to keep for all of you, all four of you doing this, right? Or and everybody listening is that you want to replace the routine. You still need the reward. You still need to relax. You still need to feel um, that you're bonding with people. You still need to feel that you're releasing stress, whatever it is. So the routine would change. So, for example, maybe with the brighter evenings by the, you know, March, April, your reward might be saying, actually, I used to have a glass of wine, but now I want to get out for that walk. That's how I relax. That's how I uh, feel better. So the trigger is still there. 
you change the routine and you still need the rewards. And that's that's the science of habits. It's those three um, loops. That's the loop, basically. Mm. Yeah, because what I feel on the last few weeks, this is day 14, you know, if I come in from work and I'm stressed, it's, yeah. it's just a habit. Oh, my God, I run to the fridge and I say, oh, I'll just have a glass of wine. I'm going to chill and watch Emmerdale or whatever the case may be. So now what I'm doing is I'm running and I'm taking a glass of Schlur or something, something, I don't know, yeah. replacement water or whatever. And to me, the last few weeks I've noticed it's a habit. It's just a pure bad, bad habit. It is. It is. And that's why understanding it makes such a difference because mm. you, you're able to see why you were doing it and you know, you deserve to relax. You've been working hard, you know. So yeah, and you know what I sense. feel as well, though? And I don't know if you notice this. When you go to people's houses now, the first thing people will say to you is, would you like a G&T or a glass mm. of wine? It's a very Irish thing. It's, it is very Irish. And that's not very Irish. That sounds, that sounds like we're all a bunch of alcoholics. But it's the way things have changed over the last couple of years. Where yeah. years ago, when, when people come to my mum's house, the, the first thing that you'd happen, the kettle would boil. Cup of tea, yeah. So that's what I'm trying to change now. And even when my friends coming in, we have a laugh and say, right, we're having um, um, no no seco or the non-alcoholic wine. And to be honest with you, when you pour the non-alcoholic wine or whatever in the wine glass, when you're chatting, you don't notice. No, because, because the only difference is with one to the other is one makes you drunk yeah. and the other doesn't. Well, I, I, I'm assuming you don't drink that much of it, but I'm just saying. That's the no, only no, no, exactly. The alcohol. No, you're right. Yeah. And sorry, Geraldine, with you now with the cigarettes, of course, you've got a bit of a head start on the other two because you were at Alan Carr the other day. So you've all, almost got a little bit of hypnotherapy to some degree. Mm. How do you feel now? Is, do you understand the point Fiona's making about the reward and the pleasure you get from it? In other words, you don't get that reward anymore. My rewards were short-lived. <laughs> hey, and my temptation were... Um, all taken out of the car. When I came home on Saturday after the session, I walked into a flooded kitchen. I have to replace my washing machine. <laughs> yeah. And I just said, for fuck's sake, all of what now is a fucking smoke. Right. So what I done was I went out into the yard and I just, I think I wanted to do this all day, Niall. Yeah. Scream. Just letting the merciful roar. Right. Yeah. And it was it was frustration that what I love the most is being taken away from me. But at the oh. end of the at the end of the programme I realised what I loved the most was my enemy. Yeah. And it was killing me. <coughs> Pure poison, yeah. Yeah. And Fiona, if I could ask you, which is the worst habit to try and kick? Is it cigarettes, alcohol, chocolates? Well, I mean, which are the worst habits to kick? Well, to be honest, like I would say it's a close, close call between smoking and comfort eating. And yeah. the reason is that they're both similar in the sense that there is a sense of self-soothing that goes on. So yeah. in that example, that's a great example, Geraldine, of what you just said, that, you know, your, your default would have been to smoke, right? But you were able to intervene there. And this is something that's really important, is that you acknowledge that and you give yourself so much credit for it and say, well done, because those are the moments that we need to remember. We need to actually almost like tattoo them into our brain and say, look, 
if I can go through something stressful, that's a very stressful thing to come back to and to be able to say, wow, look what I can do. And you haven't given up anything. It's actually turning it the whole way around. It's the opposite. Mm. It's like, what are you getting? Yeah. You are gaining your life. You're going to be around to, to see your grandchildren. It's like the reasons of why you're doing this go way beyond just now. It goes into the future of your of your whole health and, and well-being. Mm-hmm. And so are people generally successful, Fiona? When we talk about hypnotherapy, I'm one of these people, yeah. Fiona, who believes I can't be hypnotized. Now, maybe I can. I don't bloody know. But is is it generally successful or do you have to be susceptible to hypnotherapy? Well, to be honest, it's like if you if you have that belief, then it would be more difficult. Do you know what I mean? Because that's kind of almost a block against it. Yeah. I, d- I don't, where I am now, I don't do quit smoking sessions or, or anything like that. I deal mainly with anxiety and stress because but only really with those two main things and, yeah. and sleeping issues and helping people to sleep and all of that. Or because, trauma, maybe, I suppose, childhood trauma and things like that. Maybe it can be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the reason for that is because I, I know that to really honour the, the person and what's going on you know, for them and why they're behaving in certain ways, you need to get to the root of it. Um, so, so that's my approach. Now, in ter- there's lots of hypnotherapists out there who will do the, the quit smoking sessions and they, and, you know, they, they are very and can be really, really successful. Um, and I used to do them myself and had so many clients coming back who, who never smoked again, do you know what I mean? Who reported uh, really, really good success. But it's about really being able to see things in a different way. And that's why the Alan Carr is really good because it's it's helping you to see that your identity is not like you're, you're, yeah, it's not, you're not yourself. defined as a smoker. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, um, or an to, you're liberating yourself and you're, you're, it's like you just see things in a completely new light, you know, and, and once you see that, you just don't go back. It's like you don't believe in Santa Claus, that, you know, and yeah. I hope some kids are listening to this. Um, <laughs> it's after nine o'clock at night. I hope they're not. I hope <laughs> not. Well, no, that's not the is of course true. But if he wasn't, you know, of course. that's what you would do. Yes. Yeah. And, and by the way, with hypnotherapy, I have this vision of, you know, sitting there and somebody swinging a watch in front of me. Is that, is that, is that, is, is, is that what hypnotherapy still is? Or, or is hypnotherapy more about, you know, just the power of suggestion? Or Yeah, it's, it, it is really, it's, it's close to meditation in some ways, in, in the sense that you're very relaxed. Um, it's really about repetition. So the brain changes through, um, you know, suggestions and repetitive suggestions. So when you hear something at the same time in a relaxed state, neuroplasticity, which is the brain's capacity to change itself, starts to happen. Um, but it's not like, you know, there's that idea that it's a really quick fix. I, I don't agree with that at all. It's like, yes, you can have change fast, but to make it sustainable, you need to actually keep going with the work do you know it's like anything that you yeah, do in your I life get you. you know mm. yeah so and, um, and do do people still get hypnotized in the traditional fashion you know your eyes are getting sleepy when you hear my voice in five seconds you'll wake up and won't know your name i mean is, is that do, well, that's kind of stage hypnosis but, oh, okay. you know yeah. You'll think you're a chicken. <laughs> it's the power of the mind, to be honest, Niall. Like, it is very, very strong. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's, it's kind of just what way, like clinical hypnotherapy wouldn't be really going down that route. No. Um, but at the same time, you know, it, it shows you, like, say, Keith Barry, I greatly admire his work. And he it just yeah. shows you what he can do, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, what we're all capable of when we kind of let down 
the barriers to the mind. The yeah, I'm very intrigued to... by this guy, Darren Brown. I, I, I think he's yeah, wonderful. Yeah, yeah, he, he, oh, yeah. yeah he's really, yeah. really good. So, so Trish, I mean, are you confident, say, Trish, say, after January? Because it was both you've all only got two weeks to go. So after January, that maybe you might just... I know you only wanted to do this to prove it to yourself, and you don't have, obviously, a, a drink problem. But you just yeah. wanted to prove it to yourself. But are you confident that maybe going forward, you might just say to yourself, sure, I don't really need it. Oh, no, 100%. Like, I, I, can't thank, I can't thank this radio station enough. Because, honestly, even my mother said my voice sounds different. Okay. <laughs> but, wow. but no, I, I, just, I just wanted to prove to myself that, you know, from Monday to Sunday, that I don't have to have a glass of wine on a Thursday, or I don't, have, I don't have to come in and say, oh, my God, I had such a stressful day at work. I need a glass of wine. Mm. Now I come in and I go for a walk or I'm spending more time at the gym, you know, I replace Brilliant. it as a, I just replace it with something else, and it's I just want to prove it's a habit that I can break myself. Yeah, and I've never I never tried to do it before because like like you just said I don't have a drink problem, but what I feel is you could easily go down a slippery slope where every time mm-hmm. someone comes into my home I offer them a glass of wine or a gin and tonic or whatever. So and I still will offer someone a drink, I know, or an alternative. But it won't be the whole centre of our lives when you come into our house that you have to have the glass of wine. And you know yourself, a bottle, will say, has four glasses. And someone could come into the evening, maybe on a Friday night, and we're sitting around, all of a sudden the bottle is gone. Yeah. And you could easily get into that habit three or four nights a week. And that's, that's going down a very slippery mm. slope. Yeah. You could become an alcoholic in your own home without realising it. Yeah, no, of course. I, yeah, I, well I, done. I understand that. And yeah, well done to you. And by the way, Geraldine, of course, the cigarettes is a tough habit to give up, and I know that myself because I've d- I've done it too. I mean, do you think that's you now? Are, are you are you happy? Do you think the Alan Carr thing made a difference, which is kind of hypnotherapy in a sense because it's the power of suggestion? But do, do you think that that's done it for you now? Do you, are you confident that when we let you go off and fly in your way at the end of January, that you're going to stay off them? Yeah, I do, mm. and it's, I don't say that lightly. Yep. Because I've been smoking since I was 17 and had many tries and failed. Yeah. Wow. Um, even the, the diagnosis of cancer didn't stop me. Yeah. So this time I can pinpoint what it is, but I do know that when I woke this morning, I didn't want a cigarette. Well, that's great. And that's a massive statement for me to make. Yeah. Well it's done. I can't thank you enough for the opportunity. No, you've essentially escaped the cigarettes, haven't you? You've escaped the tobacco. I've escaped, yeah, yeah, the the torture of what it would bring to me. And you know what? There's an anxiety around that because you're anxious about those times in the day where you like a cigarette, be it after your coffee or after dinner or before you go to bed or when you get up in the morning. So you're kind of anxious before you even get to those times because you're saying, oh, dinner's coming up now. How am I going to get away with not having a cigarette? So, But thanks to Alan Karen talking to him and thanks to you know Fiona and other people that we've had on the air talking to you, it's kind of got that thought out of your head. Yeah. And uh, as That's I brilliant. said, anyone that knows me, you'd never see me without a cigarette. No. I'd have a half one behind my ear and another one in my hand. <laughs> I'm always prepared for the next one, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you know what? I, I, I did say yeah. this morning to my partner, I can confidently say to you that I have no cigarettes hidden anywhere. Right. That's great. And it cuts so you have no backup out. plan. <laughs> I, I, not, I mean, I only live less than a five-minute walk to the mm. nearest shop. Yeah. I've no desire to get a packet. 
That's great. That's wonderful. When I was told Saturday, now this was a massive one for me, because I'm a little bit of a hoarder. You know, somebody will always find juice for something. Yeah. He suggested that I put 17 cigarettes into the bin. Right. And I looked at him and I, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> that sounds and like a fierce said, waste of money. <laughs> no, he just, all he said was, it's only a suggestion, but I've seen everyone else doing it, so i done it. And I walked back mm. into the hotel and I said, what have I just done? I've just thrown away By the time I 12 quids worth of cigarettes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. By the time That's I came right. out while I was waiting on the taxi, yeah. I'd no desire to have a cigarette while I was waiting. Fiona, that's wonderful, isn't it? Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's, it is. Yeah. Do you know what I, I'd love it to do really for both is. of you, for Niall and Geraldine, for both of you, just to help you, right? Because I have good experience, I have a lot of experience in this, right? And what we have now is something that's pure gold with you, and we want to we want to hold on to it, right? We want to really make it last. So what your brain needs is is you to really repeat this, right? It needs to actually kind of become embedded into your belief system. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to search through my files. And if you're interested, what I'll do is send in a hypnotherapy tape that I made that's helped a lot of people. And it's a quit smoking um, hypnotherapy tape, uh, you know, uh, yeah. MP3. I think tape is showing my age. God, it? yes, I'd be um, mother. Did you record audio. it on a tape? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a cassette for you. <laughs> yeah. um, it's an MP3 I'll email to, to Tata Kits and you are very welcome to listen to that because I really know that it will help you. If you if you listen to it, it will help you. If you don't listen to it, obviously it's not going to help you. But it, what it yeah. does is it reinforces your decision to be free, right? And that's what you would, your brain, it needs to hear that. You've no idea. Because when things happen, right? And this is again, talking from experience, when, when people are triggered into things where things are all right now, but then something happens down the line, maybe one month, one year, six years, that's where people can lose the, you know, go back to the default behavior. So we've got to be really, really um, clear that you concrete this into your brain now and that you're preparing for any possible um, trigger in the future, if that makes sense. Yeah. And and sorry, Luke, are you going to be playing the guitar soon with these long nails of yours? No, but uh, I'm actually quite enjoying them because I can scrawl to my first time ever. (laughs) I have a scrawl. I know, but uh, yeah, slowly. I'm actually I'm looking at them now, like and uh, yeah, just great potential, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm off nail biting, I suppose, you know. Yeah, and you can I'm, scratch a good itch now if you want to with your nails, which is great, <laughs> which is great. I know, but yeah, like as I said, I never had a nail. No, I have ten. So <laughs> yeah. slowly, but slowly but surely, yeah, I I can see you know hopefully no way I collage a picture at the end of the month for before and after, and hopefully you see a difference because I can see it already, you know. Well, look, well, look, we're helping a lot of people because as you know, it's been in a few newspapers now at this stage, including the Echo and the Mirror and. A few others. Yeah. And also, Trish, you're going to be in RSVP.ie, uh, I believe. Uh, really? Okay, so, yeah, you, you are. <laughs> I know you don't know that yet, <laughs> but now you know. You're going to be in RSVP.ie, and they're going to do a little bit of a feature on you giving up your uh, your wine in the evenings, your wine o'clock. <laughs> so they're going to be doing a little feature on that, because it's something that affects, and I have to be honest, Trish, 
and I hate to sound mm. sexist, it's more women than men are probably affected by that. You know, that Not relaxation at night. Maybe yeah. it's because women are primarily, the, the you know, the, the home carers who stay at home or whatever it is. And it's that kind of relaxing, you know, when you kick, out, kick off the shoes, put on the slippers and the pajamas at night and watch whatever it is on Netflix. So I, I think that's why it affects women more than men. I think women stress a little bit more than men as well. Uh, and that sounds sexist as well, a little bit. But like some men kind of kind of say, oh, let it go over your head. Don't stress about it. And they might go for a run, for example, or a jog, where I'd say, oh, sure, I'll just sit and have a glass of wine and it will relax me. And it does relax you, absolutely. But the problem is, if you take too many glasses, you'll be comatose. You yeah. know, that, that's not the, the whole purpose about sitting down, relaxing, having a glass of wine. You know, it's to have a glass of wine and put it back in the fridge for a couple of days. You know, that's, that's what I think yeah. we should be doing. Okay, well, well, listen, i got to thank all of you, by the way. And Fiona, thank you very much indeed. By the way, if, Fiona wanted, if people want to get more information, for example, or they want a little bit of help, whatever it is, I, I, I know generally you don't deal with those kind of particular habits, but I know a lot of yeah. people have a lot of trauma in their mind, maybe childhood problems, and they want to talk about those things and how to kind of put them into the back of their mind so they don't always come forward and affect their lives, their anxiousness, their stress, or whatever it is. What's the best way to contact you? I would say to follow me on Instagram, I do little meditations and, you know, insights and I have my new book coming out um, in a couple of months in April, Sleep Well. So if anyone has sleep issues, this is the book that's going to make a, a very big difference, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I do a lot so, of running in my sleep, by the way. I tend to move my legs and that's like a restless leg syndrome. Okay. Thing. Yeah. yeah. So that can be quite disruptive as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that would be the best way to follow the positive habit on Instagram and my site is the same, the positive habit. So and well done to everyone. It's been lovely. I've really enjoyed the chat and congratulations. Keep going. Yeah, well done, Luke. Well done, Trish. Well done, Jardine. We shall chat to you again on Thursday, guys. All right. So keep up the great work. Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio.